0: So, yeah, I missed last week. I'm sorry about that. Um, I was sick, and I was, like, super run down. Like, Amber had her first, like, donut stall at the markets last week, and it was so cool. We sold out everything, but we legit mm-hmm. got up at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. So it was, like, and we didn't stop till like, 5 p.m. So it was, like, and I was already sick. So I was, like, it wasn't fun, but <laughs> it, was, it was good. And I just felt like I was, like, just have a week off, just have a rest. So sorry that you guys missed it, but... Jesus is still king. Um, (laughs) So this is something I've noticed, right? This is what people do. They, they, we all do it. Like let's say we're we're in the habit of, we wanna start going to the gym and start exercising every day and we go strong for like three weeks. And then we get to like day 20 something. And then we just, we miss a day. And then we go, oh, it's Wednesday. I missed the Wednesday, damn it. Oh man, the whole week's done. It's basically Thursday, basically, I'm done. And then all, all of a sudden, you're in this habit of just like, because oh, I miss one day, I'm guaranteed going to miss the other days because you let, this one, you let this one weakness in and all of a sudden, your mind goes into this negative thing of, oh, well, I may as well just throw the whole thing away. What's the, what's the point of even going to the gym anymore? You know what I mean? <laughs> now, this is what I've learned, right? The best thing to do if you wake up on Wednesday and look, you're just going to miss the gym today. like that's fine. Here, here's the best thing you can do, right? This is absolutely ground-breaking. You go to the gym on Thursday. That's it. You don't think about it. You don't worry about the past. You just make a decision, I'm gonna go tomorrow. And if you miss the Thursday, this is what humans do. Oh crap, missed two days in a row, oh my gosh. You go on Friday. And if you miss Friday and then the whole weekend, you go on Monday. You just get back on with the horse and you just keep going. You know what I mean? I missed last week and I knew what would happen was the devil would try and come at me and make me miss two weeks in a row. Because if you miss two weeks in a row, then this, these negative thought patterns start to establish themselves, right? And then a habit starts to get formed. It's like, oh, I don't even know if I can go back to teaching. Essentially, all these thoughts are going to my head. I promise you. Just like, I don't even know if I can do it anymore. I just don't feel right. And uh, You know what I mean? But you just got to go. You just got to say, oh, no, I'm just going to do it. So I don't even know what half the stuff I'm going to say tonight, because I'm really not prepared tonight, <laughs> legit. but um, that's just my advice. You just Tomorrow, you just do it, you know what I mean? If you're, in, if you're in a bad place right now, just stop, and just tomorrow, you just start again fresh. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the past, don't worry about nothing. Tomorrow's a new day. Amen? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. So yeah, okay. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to preach out of like where I'm at, at the moment. And I'm in, in not like the best place. Like I'm going through a trial, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sick the past couple weeks and I'm still a little bit sick. And then what happened was that, um, my mind, remember how I told you about like, even two weeks ago when I, when I spoke at teacher night last, I said, I was in a bit of a weird place where I said that, it it's started sort of then and it's still, keep, it's still keeping on going. But remember how I said last year when I broke my phone and I went all weird and I was mm-hmm. just like a, an idiot? It's kind of like that same thing. So Satan will like, he'll, he'll, he'll notice what hits you. And then if it hits you at one point, even if you feel like you've moved on from that, he'll come back at it at a later date. He'll wear you down with that same thing because he knows he's got an in there, at least to some extent, you know what I mean? So let's just say like you really struggled with porn or you really struggle with alcohol. You might think, oh, I haven't done it for two years. You might be surprised that he'll just come back one day and just smash you with it. You'd be like, whoa, what the heck would that come from? Like, but there's still that, like, he knows your patterns. He knows where you have that vulnerability and that way of thinking. So for me, like, last year when I smashed my phone, sorry if you guys missed that story, like, it probably makes no sense to you guys. You're just like, why are you getting weird about your phone? But it's not about that. <laughs> but basically, it was all about, like, the power of God and prayer, and I was like, I, I feel like I am believing, I feel like I should be seeing this, and da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, my mind actually went to, actually, God, you're not, this isn't cool what you're doing. Like, your system that you call it of faith and stuff happening and miracles, I don't like it. In fact, I think it's unfair. And I think I am believing. And so you should be showing up. And all of a sudden, I'm accusing God, just like how Satan accuses God. My my mind's in line with the devil. And I'm accusing God. And that's when I got absolutely demolished by the enemy. Like I literally got, I had to lay in my bed and I was just like, life sucks right now. Like, this is so weird. What the heck is this? It was bad. It was really bad. It only lasted for like a day or something. But then... A couple of weeks ago when I got sick again, the same thoughts start coming back and it's just like, but this time you were actually, you really were believing and God didn't come through for you. Look, you're still sick. It's getting worse, Nate. Why aren't you going to the doctor? Like this, like you just don't have the faith that right now. Like all these thoughts, you guys know what I'm saying? They came in and then I could feel my mind slipping into, yeah, actually that is kind of true. You know what I mean? And I start to agree with it, just even like naturally and by default, just started to agree with it. And then I was like, but I, this time I, like, I caught it and I was like, you know what? No, accusing God is never the answer. I know I'm just not seeing things properly right now and I don't get it, but I do trust in him. And that's been the difference this time is that I've not slipped back into that old pattern of just like, oh, what the heck is going on here? But it's still been difficult. and I don't know why. I can't explain all this stuff. I don't get why sometimes trials hit and whatever. But just right now, I'm, I guess I'm in one. And it's not changing anything about me. Jesus is still king, like I said. Still have my joy. Still have my peace in my heart. But like, I don't know. Things are shifted and they're just different. And I kind of felt like maybe like I'm going through this because maybe our community at large is going to go through this. And so that's why he's getting me to teach on it right now. Because I feel like I could not teach on anything else right now legit. Like I'm literally so just in that place. And I'm, I promise I'm not trying to preach out of my own pain to justify where I'm at. I'm actually just like, no, 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 this is good. Like, cause sometimes worship night and teaching night can be a lot of hype. You guys know that? It can be a lot of hype and it can be a little bit unrelatable and almost sometimes, I'm not judging anyone, a little bit unrealistic because sometimes people in this room are going through really dark, hard places and to come at them with just like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, it's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But are you really listening to where someone's at, where, where their heart is at, what they're actually going through right now? Because maybe for that person that came across as really difficult to relate to and they just feel completely, like, overwhelmed by that because they're just not there right now. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I want to break that culture at worship night and teaching night. So I, I don't want it to just be, oh, it's just all froth all the time. Like, that's great. Like, you know what I mean? But how about we love one another and just listen to people instead of coming up with this almost like methodology for talking to people, just like, like blurting out Jesus every time. You know what I mean? It's so natural, I do this too. I totally do this too. All I want to talk about in my, in my right mind is Jesus. I'll be honest with you. That's all I want to talk about when I'm in my right place. I don't want to talk about anything else, honestly. But thank God it's not about me and what I want to talk about when I'm talking to someone else. It's about where they're at and how can I help them? How can I love them? How can I serve them? You guys know what I'm saying? So it was just really refreshing for me this week because, like, honestly, as I as I speak about like kind of where I'm at right now, don't hear that's what I'm saying. I believe it's just literally how I feel, like mm-hmm. how I actually feel in my body right now. So, like at um, I think it was at sharice's thing last week on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and there was even like a little spontaneous worship thing at the end there. Night, yeah. Oh, it was it Friday night? Yeah, sorry, Friday night. And even at wor- uh, worship night on Wednesday night, I felt. This is how I literally felt so distant from God. And so and I couldn't relate to anyone else there. That's how I felt. I was like, I, I don't really wanna talk about Jesus. I don't really wanna worship right now. I don't wanna do this, this and that, things that I love to do normally, but I didn't want to do them at that point. And it was really refreshing for me because I got to see, hang on, how many people are actually like, living like this, right, how I feel right now, constantly? How many people are actually coming to teach night and worship night and whatever, and they constantly feel like this. They don't want to be spoken at about Jesus. They don't want to be worshipping right now. They're, they're here because they're trudging through something. They're trying to find God in the middle of it. But they're actually really feeling super discouraged and very intimidated by people like me. <laughs> Legit. The loud people up front, you know what I mean? The people that always seem to be on fire, always seem to be doing this and that. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah, is, everyone, yeah. is everyone relating to this? Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, that was yeah.
1: me. Yeah, yeah. And it was <coughs> like you can't even describe it because you don't actually you don't
2: actually feel
0: upset. Yeah. But you know that this is this, this yeah. blockage that just doesn't There's matter. something that's just wrong, isn't it? It
2: just feels wrong.
0: You just yeah. Don't want yeah. Yeah. and that like, that's, I think that's exactly how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And the the challenge is what are we going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Cuz that, that that's a storm, and Jesus says a storm comes to everyone. The guy who built his house on the sand and the guy who built his house on rock. They, it, it, there's storms for both. And, the, and the, the whole point of a storm is that it's a storm. It comes and then it leaves. But it could come and wreck your life if you build your house in the sand, mm-hmm. or it could come and prove that you built it right. And the, it's always going to leave. It's always going to come and it's always going to leave. That's the thing. That's the thing about trials. They're always going to be there and they're always going to end. So I know that. You know what I mean? Like I, I went and sought God's face last week and I was like, God, like, what do I do? Like I, it, it, I started to introspect a little bit. I was like, you know, am I, did I sin? Did, did I shift with something? Did I start viewing this person wrong or whatever? And he was like, no, you didn't. Like, just hold on to me. He literally said, all he said to me was that this too shall pass. What? And I was like, it's enough for me. What? That'll do it. <laughs> I'll just keep going then. I'll just hold on to Jesus. That'll do me. That's all I need here. This too shall pass. Yeah, you
2: man. know, it's like through suffering <laughs> due to like, Human evils, and also suffering due to like natural bad things it's sort of it is better to go through these things because we realise that on the other end we realise something like so important at the end of it like if you didn't go through that sickness or through that down thing then you wouldn't necessarily realise like these truths and like Good can come from every single bad yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And we can give glory on the other side of it. Yeah. But if that bad thing didn't happen, we wouldn't have realized. And that's the worst thing if it didn't happen to us. Mm. If we just live life like, sort of happily in, like, mm. in a robotic mm. universe, which doesn't exist, we go through suffering, we feel stress. And that's what I felt like a week ago. Yeah, wow. A huge like, um, understanding. Wow, yeah. really struck me like a week ago. Like, yeah, suffering in this world, we can totally use it to God's glory. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. fully, mm-hmm. fully. It builds, it builds a, a, a character. character. Yeah. It refines
1: us. Yeah. And if I may, um, I think Nathan, you were the one that told me, I don't remember, but um, we wouldn't even know what sin was if we hadn't been given the commandments to show us what is sin. And we could have walked through all that without even knowing that we were doing something wrong. Yeah. If it hadn't been shown to us. So um, so having trials builds mm. builds you in ways that you you, you 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 have to look at them, you have to go through them, you mm. have to experience them. So, and and like Sam was saying, at the other end there's so much joy. Yeah. Um, for sure. It helps you realize.
0: Yeah. You know, Absolutely. And, and like that, thank you guys for bringing that stuff up. That's awesome. I just want to make a very clear distinction though, that there is a difference between trials, as in like stuff that, like stuff that Jesus walked through in his life, and then like demonic afflictions that are not of God. So in no way do I think that God's like, you know what, Nathan needs a bit of a trial right now. I'm just going to like strip everything away from him and just like torture him. It's just like, Exactly, God's good, you know what I mean? So he's not, he's not bringing these things on you, but he's always there with you through them. And it's, in, in a sense, like remember how the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the desert? Why did he do that again? To be tempted by the devil. Like that's what the word says, to be tempted by the devil, right? Because God actually is going to God doesn't want, his ideal situation is not his son to be in a desert with no food being tempted by the devil. Like his ideal situation is heaven with Jesus reigning over everyone and everyone's in joy, right? But right now we live in a world that the God of this world, lowercase G, is in charge in a sense, as in he's he's running rampant, doing his thing. And God goes, if they can if they can deal with him, if they can go through what he has for them, they will become so much stronger. It's like resistance training, right? Like When you go to the gym, every single time it hurts, every single time. It's not fun as in like the pain of it. Like you might get endorphin rush, endorphin rushes and stuff, but like, it ain't fun overall. Like you're actually intentionally putting yourself in pain, right? But that's intentional to tear your muscles so that you can grow stronger and through resistance. So if if you never get tempted to do something, then you're never really going to grow strong in what it is that you say you believe. Does that make sense? You say, I, Jesus, I give you my whole life. It's long as if God's going, okay, well then prove it. He's like, okay, I'm going to walk you through this scenario here. I'll be with you the whole time and this is going to come at you. I didn't plan it. It's not me micro moving all these things so I'm planning this against you. I'm not some psychopath like that. You know what I mean? But, in, in those areas, he goes, I'm going to be with you and all you need to do is hold on to me, okay? Hold on to me. And that's when you grow strong. And like that's, what a trial is. It's the enemy trying to come at you. And I don't get all the, 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 the spiritual warfare stuff, I don't. I'm not going to obsess over that stuff. It's, it's dangerous to talk about that stuff too much because you just get way too sucked into the vortex of it all. But overall, yeah, is that, is it, am, I, am I making sense? I, I just don't want to say that like, you know, all this stuff is just like, otherwise I sound like a schizophrenic. I'm like, God's oh, so good. But then, you know, next week it's just like, oh no, he's, he's pulled me into this dark hole. It's just like, no, he hasn't. <laughs> He's with me, you know what I mean? He's so with me. Jesus. All right, let's keep moving. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I feel like he just wanted me to preach on this tonight because it's just where I'm at. I, I can't really get myself into another state of things to start preaching on. So I just feel like this is where he wants me to, to preach. And I, that could come across as, as if like I'm preaching out of my feelings, but I'm trying my best to preach out of where the Spirit's leading me. Does that make sense? So... I don't get to choose what happens to teaching that he does. He's the boss. He would started this thing. So let's just go with what he says. All right. I'm going to read three verses to you. You can flip there if you want. Psalm 23. Um, it's an incredible psalm. And if you're confused at all about that, trials, God, who did this, what did that, go back and listen to God is Good, part one and two, and I think all those questions will be answered because I dealt with that pretty, um, yeah, thanks. I was going to say pretty expansively, (laughs) Um, something like that. All right, Psalm 23, verse four to six. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow, so good. Do you guys see that, like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what's he talking about? Walking. He's talking about, sorry? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's not just like this detour for five minutes. He's literally, he's walking through a valley and he's surrounded by death on every side. It's, he's talking, like, the walking image, like, you know, it says, like, uh, walk, what does it say? Walk in, a, walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you've received, right? In Ephesians, I think it is. That's saying, live your life in such a manner as to, da, 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 This is saying, even though I walk, even though I live through the valley, as I'm, as I'm living my life, it feels like I'm surrounded by death on every corner. Does that make sense? This is where this guy's at. Everything around him is falling apart. There's evil around him on all sides. All he can really see when he looks around is just like horrible stuff. Dark stuff. You guys know what I'm saying? This is where this guy's at. Mm-hmm. And some of you probably lived there for a long time. I feel like I'm not I'm not averse to say that some people in this room probably have lived majority of their lives in that place. Yeah. Potentially. I, I, I honestly don't feel like I feel like I have, but I know people have for sure. Maybe you don't even know what it's like outside of the valley of the shadow of death. Like, that, that sucks if, 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 if there are people in our little community or people listening to this stuff online and they're, they're walking through this and all they hear is hype, 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 Jesus, 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 joy, 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 and it's not, then it's not connecting with them to, to understand that God is with them and He's guiding them and it's not actually meeting them where they're at, then that sucks. And mm-hmm. I want to break that. I feel like for sure people are in trials in here tonight as well. Maybe if not right now, soon they're coming. I'm not speaking out of you, but it's just life. Jesus. So sometimes life is walked through with a constant presence of evil surrounding you. Does anyone relate to that? It literally feels like everywhere you look, you just see the crap of the world. Like you can't see God. You try and you try and see Him. You know he's there kind of technically, but you can't see him and you can't feel him. You can't taste him and it feels very difficult to remember the good stuff you've experienced with him. It almost feels like, did I ever experience the good stuff with him? You start questioning that and doubting that. Maybe this whole thing's not been real from the beginning. Maybe it's all in my head. Anyone else experience that? It's literally how I've been feeling past week. What do you do with that? That's the question. Now, God didn't bring it, and God doesn't overall desire you to be there, but he walked with you through it. Did you guys see that? I will fear no evil, First 4, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This guy is killing it. He's in the valley of the shadow of death and he's so aware that though he can't see him, God is with him. Because so that's what he's saying really. Like he's, he's surrounded by this death and horrible stuff. And that's all he sees. That's all, his life right now is just surrounded by horrible stuff. And he goes, but surely you're with me. And your goodness and mercy is going to follow me. I'm just going to keep on walking because I know you're here with me, comforting me, guiding me. That's the power of faith. Now, no part of God is darkness. Remember that? God is light. In him is no darkness at all. He doesn't commune with the devil to try and think of schemes to torment you with. they They don't talk. They're not friends. The enemy's coming after you, not God. God's the one walking with you through it. And some of your minds might go crazy with that and go, well, if he's God and he can do everything, why doesn't he pull me out of the valley of the shadow of death? Because he can do everything, right? Because he's God, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand all those big questions, but all I know is he's there with you, walking you through it. Maybe that's, maybe that's as far as the answer ever needs to go. That's what the word says. He's with you, walking with you through it. You got this. So he doesn't force you to be surrounded by evil but instead he gets with you right in the middle of it and he comforts you that's what your father does he's not necessarily going to be like oh i'm going to try right now i'm really struggling with this right now oh okay sweet pull you out of it No, no no he surrounds you with himself and he tells you that he's there and you don't feel him and you don't see him but he is there Sometimes you've got to see what you're not seeing. (coughs) Oh, my cough's getting better. Thanks for praying, boys. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) All right. It also says, he makes a table for you in the presence of your enemies. So while you're surrounded by this, while your enemies are surrounding you, imagine that you're in a room and your enemies are just there, like people with like guns and spears and stuff, and God's just making a table for you. Like, actually picture that. See, we, we just read these verses, we, we don't think anything of them. like, oh yeah, he just prepares a table for me and presence of my enemies. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Who does that? He prepares a table for you. What does that mean? Gets your favorite food ready. Gets your favorite food ready. Comforts you, yeah. Knows what you want, taking care of you. In what? In the presence of my enemies. When the enemy is right there whispering at you, tormenting you, trying to abuse you, take advantage of you, accuse you. God's just like setting a nice table for you, comforting you. You guys get that? This guy's just living in that zone. He's just like, man, God, you're so here with me. I don't see that you're just here with me, walking with me. I see that you're doing stuff in this. I see that you're actually preparing a table for me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You're blessing me in this. You're being super kind to me in this. This guy, whoever wrote this song, is it David? Probably David, right? It is? is. Yeah? Man, he's killing it. (laughs) David, you go, son. All right. (laughs) Um, All right, question to interrupt. But aren't we supposed to be immune from trials and always frothing? (laughs) Nate, aren't we supposed to be? Aren't we supposed to be full of joy 24 seven, laughing, dancing, Jesus, 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 twenty-four-seven. Is it yes or is it no? no. It's no. Because we're told that we're going to be going through trials and persecution. Mm. Because of Jesus. That's the funny thing, though, is that you're exactly right. Because we follow the life of Jesus, so we're gonna you're gonna get persecuted like him, right? The enemy's gonna come at you like it did him. Yeah. But then you watch Acts. I think it's in Acts chapter four or five. Mm. The apostles get pulled into court accused of something they didn't do then they get um, told not to speak in the name of Jesus they go sorry bro we can't do that we're going to speak in the name of Jesus like let's just be real we're going to do it and they go oh okay well then we're going to whip you instead and it's like okay and they whip them and they beat them and they leave jumping, dancing, rejoicing that they were, they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus the, those guys had the right mindset you know what I mean when trial comes they they didn't just go Surely you're with me, God, thank you, God, that you're here with me right now. They started dancing. You know what I mean? How do you get to that place where you dance when someone punches you in the face? Cause that's what they did. Are they mental? Or are they just living from a different perspective? Cause I want that. I want to live like they did. Like who thinks like that? No one thinks like that. Dan Waller does. <laughs> Dan Waller does. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see though. I I wonder if those guys, when they really got down to it, if they got beaten for the name, would they really leave Dancing Rejoicing? Would we? You know what I mean?
2: Is it Paul or Peter that says be very glad when trials are in your
0: life? Yeah. I think it's probably Peter. He speaks a lot about it, but I can't remember the exact verse. Yeah, Yeah. but Peter speaks a lot about trials and he goes, don't be surprised as if something strange is happening to you when you go through a trial. because everyone thinks that, they go, what's happening to me right now? I thought that last week. I was like, what's going on? You Start introspecting, start questioning. Peter's like, don't be surprised, like it's inevitable. Like nothing strange is happening to you. You haven't done anything wrong. You know what I mean? It's just something different <laughs> and your job is the same. Love God, love people and hold on to Jesus. It's always the same, it never changes. <laughs> All right, thank you Jesus. So I want to say, you know, in answer to that question, are um, we supposed to be frothing all the time and just on fire and Jesus and dancing and whatever? Do you see that in the life of Jesus? Like, is there times where he's actually sad?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there times where he's actually angry? Mm-hmm. Is there times where he's actually, like, what's a better word for it? I don't know, disappointed, heartbroken, heartbroken mad, indignant... Are there times for that? Or is it just, nah, bro, love you, Jesus, happy, bless you, lollipops, rainbows, see you tomorrow, bro. Is that what it is? I'm not saying we're like that, but we can be tempted to drawn, be drawn into that sometimes, I feel like. Look,
1: I mean, people go through seasons of joy.
0: Yeah, And it's totally. sometimes hard to watch them when you're not going through Yeah, seasons, completely. But it's not wrong for them to be going through Absolutely not. Absolutely and, not. And
1: on the other hand, it's not wrong for us
0: to be going through that. Is no, it? of course not. What's funny is, like, this is how I, I'm very in, like, introspective about this little community and like worship night and stuff. I'm, I'm like, what are people thinking? Because if I can't enter into what you're thinking, I'm probably not going to be a very good teacher to you because I'll just probably teach about whatever I want to talk about. And I don't want to do that. I want to love people. That's my job. Love people, serve people, right? So what I've noticed is a thing that can happen here is that there are loud people and those are the people that are out the front. So myself, Jason, Brad... Ben, other people are just like, just loud. they just, they're, they're leaders. Danny, they're, they're, they're leading. They talk about Jesus a lot. Iggy, the, the people that people talk about and the people that I go to to get prayer and the people that are, you know what I mean? And then that becomes the personality that I need to measure up to. And for some reason, I'm not frothing like them. So what am I doing wrong? It becomes a law and then you get condemned. And you're like, man, I can't even go to teaching that this week because I'm just not, I just feel like everyone's just gonna be on fire and I'm just not there yet right now and I'm going through this really hard thing. And, oh. You guys know what I'm saying? I bet we've all experienced that to some extent. Like literally that's how I walked into worship night last Wednesday, I was like, "Nah, I'm just not. I went and it was awesome, but I felt that. I felt that vibe, just like I'm not, I'm not measuring up to this, this um, personality that we've lifted up a little bit in this community. And we should be lifting up the, the personality of Jesus, right? That's really all Should we be chasing after. You guys know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, like Jesus wept and yeah, man. it was about the night before he we went on the cross. Yeah. He was crying and wasn't he you like know, crying? Yeah. Blood or something? yeah. Sweating, Sweating blood. blood. Sweating blood, yeah. Blood, yeah. yeah we preached on that one point. Huge trials.
0: So big, dude. And, um, so big. I like
2: felt the emotions that we feel he was human. Yeah. And, um, totally. Like there's a time to mourn. Yeah. And A time to scatter stones and time to gather them. That's it. There's times and yeah. you can go through seasons, but... It's not wrong. God's will will be done. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's such a cool thing for me, at least, that I realised this week, that God's will will be done. Yeah, like, when you put your hand on somebody and invite Jesus to heal them, like, God's will be done. And you can be happy with that.
0: Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man. That's it. So good. Um... Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This guy's bold, and he's confident. Surely, surely, only, as in only goodness and mercy shall follow me. Whoa, that's crazy, that's so different. it says
1: surely, but the footnote is like a little Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, the Hebrew word. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow who? Me. Shall follow me. So do you go chase goodness and mercy? Don't need to. You don't need to chase his goodness and mercy. You follow him and surely his goodness and mercy will follow you. How cool is that? It's never never anything aside from just pursue God. (laughs) It's literally the answer to everything. It's like David Hogan, right? Step one, step two, step three. Seek God, seek God, seek God. See it. So simple, but it's, so, it's actually so deep because humans will try and make it very complex. But I feel like God tries to simplify, make it really easy for you. No, no, just pursue me. Come see me. Pursue my face. Pursue my presence. And surely, goodness and mercy is going to follow you every single day of your life. And you're going to dwell in my house forever. This guy's, David's writing that while he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. Who here would do that? Who here goes, yeah, I'm going through a hectic trial right now, but surely the goodness and mercy is going to follow me through it. Yeah. <sighs> Who thinks like that? Mm. Who speaks like that? Do, we even, do I speak like that? Or did I just talk about my trial tonight and what I'm going through? It challenges me, man. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus is king.
2: <laughs> in my translation it actually said it will, it will
0: pursue me instead of oh God, that's even better man pursue me it's like it's chasing you it's like it wants it wants to catch you I love that see we, we, when we pray we seek after the goodness and mercy of God We're like God show us your mercy show us it. it's not wrong to pray that guys but surely it's going to follow you it will you just got to follow him so good so, hmm. don't get focused on the valley of the shadow that you miss the goodness of God, that he's there with you, he's comforting you, he's guiding you, and his goodness and mercy is following you, and he's leading you into his house where you would dwell forever. Don't miss that, because I know you can't see it when you're in trials. You can't see it at all. You can't taste it. You can't feel it. And no one who encourages you can really bring it out of you. You guys know what I'm saying? It feels like it's quite hopeless but don't focus on the valley, focus on Him, right? And th- I w- this is just so random, but so Holy Spirit as well. Yesterday, I was at breakfast with Amber's family and stuff, and I just decided to walk down to the lake and just like, look at the lake, because it was really nice. <laughs> and then what happened was, I was staring at the lake, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool lake i guess it's pretty nice like then i was like hang on, hang on hang on a second what am i actually seeing here and then i took a step back from my normal reality and I go hang on look at this water look at how it moves look how beautiful it is. it's like reflecting the mountains behind it and it's slowly coming in it's making this beautiful sound and it's bringing life to like the fish and to the 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 plants around it and into the ground and these boats can float on it do you, know, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like I literally took a step back and I go, stop seeing what I'm so used to seeing and focus on what this is again. Re- refind its beauty. Because you're going to need to do that with God too. And that's, that's all I want to say for tonight. As in, that's my big idea for tonight is that you've got to stop and just recount His goodness and His mercy over you and what He's already done in you and what He's already showed you. Because you, you might get bored of saying, I'm a son of God. I found my identity in God. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm, Jesus loves me. You might get bored of saying that, as in if it becomes a methodology. But if you take a step back and go, okay, wait, wait. It's not, it's not as impacting me as it normally is. Sorry, it's not as impacting as it normally is. How, do I, how about I just step back and think about what I'm actually saying right now? He made me a son. So that means I'm part of his family. and That means that he's my dad. And that must mean that I wasn't a son at one point. And that must mean that I was something else. So he saw me as what I, you know what I mean? And you start recounting what he did. And all of a sudden the simple gospel is nothing's changed. And you haven't done anything really different. You've literally just focused on the beauty and the truth of of your first love. (laughs) You know what I mean? What first drew you into Jesus? And you see what you, basically you see what you're already seeing, but you see it fresh again. And it keeps you going, because there is no step two in the gospel. There's one step: you submit to life to God. So you submit your life to God. You follow Jesus. That's it. You don't advance to oh, now there's a second gospel for those who've done well with the first one. You don't get. There's no second gospel. (laughs) There's one gospel, and it sustains you forever in everything, always. So if you feel like it's getting boring or it's not doing the same effect anymore, you you have changed, not the gospel you've lost it so you've got to go back and find the beauty of it again and and like you know um artists do this when artists are doing drawing and stuff they sometimes they'll do like do like amazing drawings for years and years and years and amazing, amazing artworks and illustrations then all of a sudden they just get over it and they're like i think i'm done with this like i'm so bored of this again and and they and they they start thinking oh should i change careers should i do something else what should i do one of the um, best techniques for it is people say go back and find why you started drawing in the first place and people will often go back to when they were three year old and their mum bought them a, pack, a packet of textures in a, in a notepad and they started drawing cartoons that they saw on the tv and they go oh that's it i loved creating worlds out of what i saw here and you know and you're refining that first love that's how, that's how you get through trials it's a simple gospel you love god you love other people and you say hold you stay close to jesus but you've got to fix your eyes on what you i know that you already see it but you've got to re-see it again you've got to re-see it for its beauty for its reality is it making sense jesus so we're so surrounded by the goodness of god sometimes guys that we just grow accustomed to it you just get used to it like if you grow up in the palace you're not really going to celebrate every day you walk down the stairs and you see breakfast laid up on the table for you and ma- maids and servants and stuff. You're not going to celebrate it every day. You're going, to get, you're going to grow accustomed to it. You're going to get used to it. But you live in the palace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're a son of the king. You're living in the palace. And it just takes a second to go, oh crap, I'm living in the palace. I used to be living on the streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just got to refresh yourself. Jesus. You can also get into a habit of saying thank you for it too. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so true. Yeah. Because you turn it into a, a method and you go, okay, all I've got to do is say thank you for it every day. And then the, and then the word thank you becomes nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to go back and find why you're thanking him. And what does that mean to you that you're saying thank you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. Um, sometimes we just need to slow down. Honestly, just take a breath, be thankful for what we have and what He's done and what He is doing in us and around us. Just take a breath, just chill out. The valley sucks, I agree. I hate the valley. When trial comes, it sucks. But Jesus is with you, and you have the gospel. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yes. A few weeks back, I was going through one of these sessions, but I decided that um, John that we would go walk on the beach every morning. And I was so reluctant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
0: um, <laughs> John's smiling in the back. You know, see he,
1: he, he, um, he comes me into walking by saying we're stopping a coffee <laughs> at, the, at the other <laughs> end the again. But then it was a beautiful time because yep. I wasn't in it. But I made a promise that I'd listen to the Bible. And of course I would put my headphones on but I'd get so distracted with the beach that I'd just start talking to God and forget what I was listening. Oh. And he changed me so much during that time that I would then say, God, what are you gonna show me today? You know, and, and I'd find something I really loved the day before and I'd go, no, there's nothing you can do, you yeah. You know, already yeah. show me the beauty. <laughs> and then I was just mucking around and I said that to him. And in that very next second, he bought about 20 dolphins out on the beach.
0: Just wow. And oh I my just, gosh.
1: I just stood there, and every person that walked past me had their heads down, focusing, it. I'd stop them I go, Did you notice? Look, look. Wow. You know, yeah. because it was seriously the most beautiful wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. And of course, I tried to videotape it, but it wasn't like <laughs> 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 working. And they just stayed with us, I don't know, about 20 yeah. minutes. Wow. Wow. And it was the most beautiful thing. So so if you're feeling down, go to the beach and say, What hey, yeah. are going to show
0: me today, please? Yeah, yeah. That's and, such a good point. Yeah, and it's just, it, it really brings you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, saw, I saw a meme on Facebook that's kind of similar. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, a, in a good way. What's a meme? Oh, it's like, you know, those fu- <laughs> funny pictures, like, like, I can't explain it. <laughs> pictures with like words and captions on top and they're just together, they're hilarious. Okay. Anyway, I, I saw this one, <laughs> it was like, it was called The Zombie Apocalypse Is Already Here and it was a photo people just got off the bus and they were all walking together down the street and they're all looking at their phones and it's like they're just zombies and I was like that's so true because like we are so like even just with our phones or with anything we're just so just drawn into that and you miss there's trees around you (laughs) there's people around you actually there's like amazing things going on around you but we're so fixed on just us and just this and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, And all those people walking past the dolphins didn't oh, didn't had, get to I see it. I got to
1: have the best conversations because the minute their eyes were taken off what they were usually yeah. doing, they suddenly had, com- they had words to say. You know, oh, wow. And they stopped and they'd tell you a whole life story because wow. most of them at that time were all old people. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's such a cool story. I love that. <laughs> that's cool. Um, okay. So the gospel, the simple, that's all I want to talk about tonight. The simple gospel, the beautiful gospel, I'm not changing it. I'm not adding anything to it. Like that's, you don't do that. Humans want to do that. Yeah. When you go through a trial, it's like, I'm missing something. I need another revelation. No, 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 no. You've got the revelation. Yeah. In fact, every single problem you have right now in this room, everyone, the answer is Jesus and the gospel. And you hate, I know people hate that <laughs> when, people, when people say that. Yeah. But it actually is the answer. Yeah. Like it actually is the answer. He loves you and that he's called you into his family and he's with you and he's guiding you. And you're looking for something else, but you're looking in the wrong spot because that's it. He's given you the answer and he's spoken it through his son. Like it was that important that he sent his son to come, come tell us, right? We don't need to get another answer. We don't need another new revelation. And you're always going to get new revelations. Like that's the best thing about God is that you're never going to get to the end of him and go, now I get you, God. You know what I mean? It, it, you're going to be discovering new things forever. But you don't need something new to... Sometimes the hype of something new is what's sustaining you. You guys notice that you learn something new and you go, oh, this feels so good. I'm, I'm just frothing. And then all of a sudden the, the boring old stuff that you learned before isn't as good anymore. And so you're searching for something new, looking for new teaching. And then you end up in some weird place in YouTube, listen to some guy. And it's like, what am I listening to right now? How did I get here in the internet universe? <laughs> because you're searching for something new rather than rejoicing in the gospel that you have. There's a reason that you don't like it and you've got to find out what that reason is. There's a reason why you don't think it's the answer for you but it is the answer for you. And maybe it's gonna be specifically, personally tailored to you in some special way that totally can happen in like an amazing revelation or spiritual experience where things just click and Holy Spirit falls and crazy stuff happens, right? But the answer, I'm telling you right now, Holy Spirit is not gonna point you to anywhere aside from Jesus. He's just gonna point you to Jesus and what he did for you <laughs> and what he calls you to. Um, so the simple gospel is enough to get you through any trial that you ever face. Who believes that? Yeah. It's like, Nath, you don't know what I've been through. I was abused. My, my parents have fallen, fallen away. I'm homeless. I have no money. How's the gospel going to help that, Nath? So that, that's when what you really believe comes out. What, what do you really believe about yourself and about life and about God? Because usually your natural response will be, God, why? What have, why, have I, why have you done this? What have I done wrong? Those are the two things that will not normally happen. You blame yourself or you blame God. So funny, the, th- the only other person that you could blame, the enemy, is the one you don't blame. <laughs> How strategic is that?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: He works himself out of even your thought patterns. I guess you're just accusing God and accusing you and neither of those people are to blame. (laughs) Literally just backwards world sometimes. Um, So when you're beat down, you're feeling pathetic and you're seriously over it, then you need to remind yourself that you are a son or a daughter and remind yourself that you have been washed on the inside and made clean in his sight and remind yourself that God is always with you and remind yourself that you are fiercely and amazingly loved. Remind yourself, remind yourself, stay in it, don't move. Like almost every single New Testament letter um, at the end of the letter has a call to perseverance. Do you guys know why? Because there's going to be many, many opportunities for you to fall away and to stop following Jesus. And the writers of the New Testament actually knew that. <laughs> they planned in advance. Think, go read almost any single New Testament letter you could pick. It's going to end in something along the lines of a call to persevere. Like Ephesians 6, right? Stand strong. It's the end of Ephesians. Stand strong. Put on the whole armour of God. Don't move. Don't move. (laughs) Because you're going to want to move. Humans like to move and change things up and go, it's not working, God. Sorry. (laughs) God's like, I'm with you in the valley. I'm walking with you. You don't see me, but I'm here. You're going to learn how to see what you're not seeing. Walk by faith, not by sight. Jesus. Hmm. And what happens as well, and this is probably one of the last things I'll say, but the temptation is when you go through this sort of stuff, humans, generally speaking, will reach out for other things as comfort. Mm-hmm. So when God doesn't show up in a way that's comforting to you and you don't feel like he's there or close or you even feel like your relationship with God is good at the moment, you will reach to other things. Everyone is a sucker for that. <laughs> Whether it's just like binge watching TV or food or porn or alcohol, shopping, yeah seriously so many different things that you just reach for and like honestly i was so tempted with that past two or three weeks it's been crazy so like a bit of my story is that that i haven't shared is that i was like a massive computer game nerd about how long ago was it that 2009 was when it was at its peak so that was like eight years ago uh, it was bad dude i would play it legit i'm not exaggerating I was working at Woolworths full time, I would um, <laughs> I would work at Woolworths, come home, and play games. Every other hour that I was not working or asleep, I'd be playing games, legit, for like it was at least one year straight, but then it probably ended up being probably two by the end of it, I don't know, it was a long time. Um, and I, th- and I always wondered why, why did I get so sucked into that? Why did I get so addicted? I was literally so addicted. It was like chains from my computer over me. You know what I mean? Like I was so addicted. I didn't know how to break out. I couldn't break out. Then God just wanted to just took the desire from me because my parents were praying for me. It's an awesome story. But um, yeah, and then I started getting like, it's really funny, like literally a week after I stopped playing games, I just started like running on the beach every single day. It was like literally death to life, just complete opposites. So funny. Um. Yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I always wondered why I got sucked into that. And then I realized that part of my personality is someone that really... I don't know if I can really relate this to many people here because not everyone goes to this, I'm sure. But I really get sucked into fantasy-type worlds and, like, longing for heaven and for, like, even particular music and scenes from movies and stuff really draw me in. And, like, I obsess over them, I think over them all the time. I literally listen to so funny all day today i listened to the zelda soundtrack at work it was a 10 hour uh, youtube video i just had it on i was just like jesus it was so awesome but for some reason i just get super sucked into that and the enemy knows that really well about me is that it's not a bad thing that i want to go to heaven (laughs) and i want to be in paradise but he'll use that to distract me from the reality of god being with me right now and i'm trying to like recreate heaven here now does that make sense And so this, these past two weeks, I've been super sucked into that as in like, sorry, tempted to be sucked into that. And part of me has like given into that. So I've, I've watched more probably movies, played more games than I normally do. But what was super cool, wait, wait, let me just, I might not tell that story yet. There's a story coming, get excited. It's not that good. Um, (laughs) I've told better ones. (laughs) Um, Jesus yeah yeah all right he'll call it like you you'll feel drawn into these things as like as because you won't you won't be feeling good so your your flesh your body will go i need so and so and so and so things so i can be okay right and those things aren't bad like usually they're usually fine like food's not a bad thing like alcohol's not a bad thing Shopping's not a bad thing. Video games aren't bad things. Nothing's really bad. It's only when you obsess over them and get addicted to them and you lose self-control, that's when it becomes bad, right? So it's really cool because like, I'm super, I'm a really super duty, task-oriented kind of person when it comes to God, like in, a, in kind of crazy, weird ways sometimes. Like I just need to know that I'm doing the right thing at all times with Him and I'm super, is anyone else like that? No, like literally I'm the only one? No. Two others. Okay, cool. You as well? Sorry, I couldn't I, say I said you. I, was, no, yeah, no. I said I zoned out for a bit and missed what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm a super task oriented, duty kind of Christian when it comes to God things. Yeah. As in, like, I'm always obsessing over doing the right thing for God. I know Ellie's really like yeah. this. Like, yeah. Ellie um, Keys. Like, she struggled with it too. But anyway, I. So, and actually no you are like this, yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> we spoke about this, yeah um, um, What was that Ange? It, like
2: it's it's such a purity it is it I is like it totally is
0: purity, yeah. yeah, but the enemy will will take the purity of your heart and twist it yeah. and make it so it becomes law again, as yeah. always, so you're a slave instead of a son, yeah. but um yeah. yeah, yeah, so I know you're like this, Ben, because we've spoken about this before, yeah. basically. I won't even watch TV, or I won't even do anything that's like self-absorbive absorbative, or I won't like go on apps that are like not productive, or I won't you know what I mean? It's all about producing something. It's all about this obsessive kind of mindset. I have to be doing, doing, doing. And if I'm not doing something that's like like achieving something of some sort of eternal significance, like if I'm not talking about Jesus or someone right now, I'm doing something wrong. You know what I mean? It's obsessive, it's bad, you know what I mean? And so As I was, like, tempted to be drawn into this, like, other thing. Sorry, there's a point to this story, I promise. As I was tempted to be drawn into this other thing, watching movies and stuff like that, I've super felt God just, like, really honor me in that because he knows how much I struggle to watch a movie, literally to watch a movie. It sounds so weird, hey. But, like, when I know I could be doing other things that are more productive, Mm. right? So I said to myself, I was like, I really just want to watch a movie and just, like whatever, I just chill out, and so, do you have something you want to say? When you're finished, I would like to add
1: something to i Okay,
0: I'll, I'll remember that. Um, and so I watched, um, yeah, I was like, I just really want to watch like an epic movie, because I just love, you know, just freaking epic movies. So I watched Braveheart, it's one of my dad's favourites, and he, like, he like, um, got me to watch it when I was younger, and so it's like super nostalgic for me as well, like it's crazy. And what was so cool was that so I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, right? It's like I'm not feeling good. Like my relationship with God doesn't feel right. My faith feels super off. But I know everything's sweet. I know it's all good. I know it's going to pass. I know it's a trial, right? That's where I'm at, okay? God just smashed me with revelation while I was watching Braveheart. Like literally smashed me. I was bawling. Like seriously, like like it was crazy. Who's seen Braveheart? Hands up. Probably half the people in the room. Okay. Oh, uh, not recent enough. Rewatch it. It's on. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah. Legit. Wow. Netflix, guys. Um, dude, you'll cry, hundred percent. Once I tell you this revelation. <laughs> um, no. Um, so okay. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's about this guy William Wallace from like five or six hundred years ago. I I don't know, maybe seven hundred years ago. It was a while ago. And he's Scottish and he's fighting to, like, England has, like, basically invaded the country and they control everything and they rape people and it's horrible, horrible stuff, right? And he is trying to break out of that and he goes, he gets his vision for, like, having a country of his own, right? But the the funny thing is, and he's an amazing warrior, but he comes back home from his travels. This is before, like, the whole movie even starts, really. He comes back home from his travels and the people say to him, like, what, what are you going to do? What, like what, what, Why are you back here? Like Why did you come back here after all your travels and stuff like that? And he goes, I just came back here to like, make a family, to raise crops and just live a simple life. But he's this amazing warrior, right? And I was like, hang on, this guy is God. Like I'm seeing the character of God through this character so strongly right now because mm-hmm. he's an amazing warrior with this incredible ability to destroy evil, but he has no desire to ever use it. And I was like, okay. So that was like first revelation. I was like, okay, I'm watching this. And then he goes he goes after this girl. And as he, as he goes after this girl, he's so gentle and so respectful and honoring to her. And it's just so much fun with her. And like he just really honors her and just treats her so well. Just like it's an incredible relationship. And he's just so passionately just pursuing her and in love with her. And then as I was watching that, God was downloading to me. He goes... Um, remember, Nath, that I'm a husband and that you guys are the bride of Christ and this is what I'm like. And I was like, and as, as I, w- I was thinking about that in my mind, I was watching what I was seeing in the movie and the way this guy pursues this girl. And I was like, there's no way you're that good, God. Oh my, like, if you go watch it again, you'll be like, no, there's no way that you're actually that good, God, that you'd actually pursue us like you're, like he's pursuing that girl. Like, just fun and just like hanging out and just like honoring, honoring her. We just think God's just like all about, um, just lots of other crap. Just like, make sure you read the Bible, make sure you pray. And then I'll see you in heaven at the end. Good luck. You know what I mean? And then, and then you go watch a movie where a guy's pursuing a girl, and then God speaks to you and goes, that's what I'm like. And you're like, no, There's no. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't actually comprehend it. I was like, you're not that good. And, and, and I'm watching humans on a movie. God's like a infinity times better than that. You know what I mean? But I was like, my my image of God is so just warped right now. And, and like, it was, it was all in this moment of just like, I shouldn't be watching movies because it's bad and just fighting with myself. But God just honored that. He just, He was with me. You know what I mean? It was just so simple as well. I was just watching a movie. I was enjoying it. And he just spoke to me. It was just like, and I, I got more rocked probably than if I read the Bible. You guys know what I'm saying? I legit <laughs> did. I got so moved by that. I was like talking to people about Braveheart the rest of the week. and I was just like, guys, you got to go watch it. It's Jesus. I swear it's Jesus. <laughs> Legit, he's, he's an amazing representation of God. Not fully, completely, but you get the picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who thinks of God like, like a guy pursuing a girl? Like, no one really does, you know what I mean? Like, we know that we are the bride of Christ and that he's he's the loving husband, right? But no one thinks about him like that, where he's like, He's like wooing the girl and like honoring her and respecting her and then they go on like fun horse trips and stuff and they, they get married. Yeah. Just horse rides. I yeah. Um, yeah um, got lost with that one. But um, you guys know what I'm saying? It just, and it was just, it was just him reminding me about the simple gospel. And all, all it was is that I love you. That's it. That's all he, all he had to say. But that was overwhelming me. And it was just this simple thing that I knew. I knew that already. I knew all that stuff about God and the bride of Christ and all that stuff. I knew all that. But he refreshed it in me. And and the trial didn't leave after that movie finished. Do you know what I mean? I'm still in the trial. You guys know what I'm saying? But he was just, he was just with me and he was so honoring to me. And he was so just like present with me. Watching a movie and I think he enjoyed that. Do you know what I mean? We think he doesn't. We think he's... Yeah. Just to
1: follow on with you. Yeah, yeah. Before I forget, that's the only reason why I'm No, no, do it. To, but I can't remember who I was talking to, but one, of the, one what they said to me is that, that God is such a friend that He actually wants to enjoy those activities with you. Yeah, 100%. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't only want to be with you when you're reading the Bible. Yeah. He doesn't only want to be with you when you're... Um, worshipping, he actually wants to be with you when you are watching the show. Yeah, watch it, watch that show with your friend. Go to the movie with your friend. Mm-hmm. JFF, do you remember where that came from? Or I think it was just in the chat. didn't. It? Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking about Chad because he was like, yeah, because he went the to surfing, surfing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The surfing yeah. Stuff. yeah. I mean, that was it. I mm-hmm. can't remember working. I've been doing a lot of listening from all everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It It all blends in together. (laughs) But um, just the same thing you were going on about that movie and him revealing, Mm. it's because he actually just wants you to go watch the movie with him. That's it. Invite him to do the things that you really like. Because I think, even though I don't quite think I'm as addicted to doing the step-by-step things that you guys were talking about, but I would would feel like I couldn't do my calligraphy because I hadn't read my Bible yet. But God actually wants, you to do, wants me to do my calligraphy with him. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. He wants me to do like drawing, mm.
0: You know, I'm glad you said that because like what you just said there is so what we do yeah. is we segregate things into God things and my things. Yeah. Yeah. Calligraphy is my thing. He's not interested in that. He, he just wants me to read the Bible and pray and to talk to people about Jesus. Yeah but now I'm going to go do my thing because I've done my God thing. And then it becomes this like reward based thing. It's like, well, now I can finally chill out and watch a show and finally stop <laughs> thinking about God. It's like, God was like hungry for you to go watch a show. He wanted to watch a show with you. That's what friends do. That's yeah.
2: what friends are. Like,
0: is, is he really a friend or is he really more this like taskmaster? Because mm. most of us probably view him as a taskmaster. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not really as a true friend. He
1: wants to do the things that you are passionate about.
0: Yeah. But... What kind of friend would he be if he only did what he wanted all the time. That's called a crap friend. <laughs> I'm serious. He's
2: waiting for some profound, like,
1: wise thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: <crap. laughs> this
0: is, why is it's going to get to that end? Care, it is. Like, I would not want to hang out with someone that all he wanted to do was his own thing. <laughs> but we, we're just like, oh yeah, God just wants me to do this, this, isn't that. He doesn't care about my makeup, my, my, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we think it's all vanity. We think it's all it's not it's not like he loves he loves tv like think about tv for a second okay just think about it someone invented a camera then they made it amazing then they found someone to write a story that mm-hmm. really entertains people and all these creativity things coming together and it's this right there on the tv yeah. and it's enthralling and amazing and then capturing you know what i mean and as if god's not like my children made that how cool is that you know what I mean? We think it's, all oh, just TV's a, a Satan thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you no, know it ain't. <laughs> jazz.
1: I was going to say that um, the other week, it was two weeks ago, Aiden was left to me, gave me word, a word, he's like, Jazz, um, God likes it when you paint your nails pink. And I was like, because <laughs> I really struggle with that, like yeah. spending any time that doesn't seem like yeah. it's to do with God. Yeah. So I was like, I think that's a word from God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really like, semi-angry. I was like, I, I don't like spending time on myself. Yeah. I don't like painting my nails and yeah. doing makeup and stuff. So I was like, I'm not gonna do that. But then two days later, I'm like, oh, maybe I will. And I was just painting my nails and it ended up being such a good friendship time with Whoa. God and he was just talking to me and I was like, oh, Yay. you do that like when I paint my nails with you. <laughs> yeah.
0: but That's really cool. He just wanted
2: my
0: friend wow. with me. That's so I said awesome. That, like really related to it. Oh, 100%. That's yeah. so Not cool.
2: It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, cause Cause he- don't know
2: what you're missing anymore. <laughs>
0: Any parent that sees their, their daughter painting their nails as if they're not going to be <laughs> pleased about that. Yeah. I missed that, sorry.
1: What'd you say?
0: What'd you say?
2: Bands
0: nails are painting. I said, All right. they, they're like, you're missing out. And I said, am I? And then covered my face. <laughs> that would be good. You would do that too. If God told you to, you totally would. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so cool. Yeah, man. And
2: This isn't about, like, trying to put on and me all but Like last night we had, at Jewel Fitzgerald's church, Yeah. in the Keith. And afterwards we went out for prayer, we got rocks on the ground. And, but anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so I was on the ground. Like, I to have this encounter with God and um, he was, before he was praying for us, he was just talking about like, just spend time with God. And then all I was doing was, and specifically at County Road, I don't know why, just playing soccer with Jesus. And he was a freak and he was just so yeah. good, but he was just and he was just like, just be with me. Wow. And, Similar things, just like you paint your nails and stuff. Like he just wants to be with us. Like yeah. It can be in the word. It can be that's sport. It. it can be surf
0: or whatever yeah. it is. You know, like that's it. Yeah. Your that's class,
1: all. Real- Jason even asks for for waves. He yeah. Go, yeah. 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 Thanks Jesus. That's a great
0: wave. Yeah. 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 Mm. Going surfing with your older brother. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So cool. That's what the. That's the best part about relationships is just being with the other person, isn't it? Why wouldn't we think God's the same way? Mm. Mm. We think He's so so task oriented. Have you read your chapter today? He said, you would. I was just like, man, that sucks. That's the worst relationship ever. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in that relationship. But I was in it for so long and it sucked. Anyway, um, Jesus is the king. Uh, so I, that's it. That's all I want to say. Cling to simple truth and just stay there, even if it feels like it's doing nothing. Or if, and if all, of you got, if all you got out of this talk was to just keep going, like a lot of you probably aren't in trials right now. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, but if all you get out of this talk is just keep going in Jesus and hold the simple gospel, I'm stoked. That's all I care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Don't stop. Like you might feel like you're at a place where it's like nothing's happening right now. It is happening right now. You don't see it. You're not supp- That's not your job to see it. Your job's to hold and to just walk, <laughs> walk in him, trust in him, believe in him, so simple, and then, you, and then you'll turn around one day, and you'll see how far you've come, and what he's done along the way, and then you watch what happens next, um, so good, and another last thing I wanted to say was, if, if, I'm sure there's people here that are in trials, right, but I'm sure there's, there's people that are not in trials, and this is just as much for you guys as well, for two reasons it's gonna come like like i said before the storm's gonna come like it, it, it has to the storm has to come in life right second thing is you need to learn how to listen to those who might be not at a place where you're at yeah. or else you will lose the ability to love your brother yeah. which is the most important thing that you need to think about when you come to a gathering like this mm-hmm. is loving the other people mm-hmm. you know what i mean you might lose that ability if you don't listen to people where they're really at. Because someone could honestly be so discouraged and just about to throw Jesus away. And you didn't listen, you just came at them with just, oh dude, Jesus teaching me this this week, is so awesome, and da, da, da. talking about yourself really. Like it seems holy and right, but did you listen to them? Like what were they saying? And what were they saying behind what they were saying? Because sometimes people hide what they're really saying behind other words because they're not so sure they can trust you yet. You guys know what I'm saying? Like someone, someone here tonight could be so close to like ending their own life and I don't know that they're not. Do you know what I mean? Listen to people, love people, like learn to love people and just let them decide what kind of agenda this conversation is going to have. You know what I mean? Like people could be really hurting and we could be missing it because th- like the, the general wave of this community is like passing over them and leaving them behind and I'm, I'm not okay with that. I'm really not okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with when we all love one another and we go back and find the one, right? That's yeah. what Jesus would do. He leaves in 99, goes finds the one. It's very important to him, so it has to be important to us too. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to read a bit of scripture and that's it. We're done. Um, this is from Jude. You guys probably never read Jude, but it's awesome. Um, Jude 17 to 25. is literally only one chapter in Jude. Maybe just close your eyes as I read. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling